All right, welcome back to the Beauty Exchange, a mashup of two amazing podcasts. I am Joy J, host of Singles Exchange, as you see behind me. You can find Singles Exchange on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, and whatever your podcast streaming platform is. And of course, we have the lovely Mrs. Raquel. Hi, everybody. Yes, for those who don't know, my name is Raquel Gilmore, and I am the creator and founder of an awesome podcast by the name of Beauty Talk, where I cover just basic, regular life as being a Christian, but I try to talk, talk about topics that are relatable and that you can kind of use like encouragement or just being uplifted. Um, you can find Beauty Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Just type in Beauty Talk and my name, Raquel, R-I-C-K-L, and it should come right on up. It's me holding up that big old B and T in the picture. Um, but yes, I'm excited to be here and to get into this episode. Okay. Whoa, this is a good one. So for those of you that are not familiar, we have been um sitting down weekly to discuss the popular TV show Married at First Sight, um, season 12. I believe this was episode eight. And mm-hmm. um it's been a rocky ride. So um we we kind of been sticking with a pattern of starting with the worst and towards mm-hmm. the rest. So yes. let's do it. Let's hop right in. We will start with um, the Williams, Kristen Page. That's the last think, name with them folks. Listen, listen I don't think so anybody has, like, I didn't even realize that was their last name. That's she, Mrs. Williams. I don't think anybody has actually said that, but they are the Williams because they that's are my first. I was today years old. It's, it's <laughs> Seven episodes in. Okay. Eight episodes. Eight. <laughs> this is clearly episode eight. Yes. The Williams. Um do you let me let me lay out the layout for the whole, no, for the don't whole give episode. Us the layout. So the layout is this. They are back at home. They moved in. All of four of the couples have moved in. One of the girls is still living like a single woman. Um, and I don't even know if she's still there. However, this is a point in time where, like, in this tradition being married at first sight, where they try to have like a blending of families to happen. So you'll move in, your closest friends or family can come in. Sometimes it'd be all family, sometimes it'd be all friends. And the, the purpose of this is, is to see how like these two worlds are gonna match. You know, like you two come together as husband and wife, but then you know, as families, we come together sometimes, uh, with like your in-laws and such like that. So that's where we are. I believe all of four couples had this experience. One of the couples did not. And I think that segue right into the Williams. How these folks ain't even met no thing. Just nothing. No no nothing. Listen, she did meet some family now that I think about it. Paige did. She she met some family, but not the family that we was thinking. I think this is the first type of family situation that we've ever met in Married at First Sight like this history okay this man out here making married at first sight history and not in a good way not in a good way in a very nonchalant i don't want to be here but i call the meeting type of way somebody said at the married at first sight fan page that it felt like a teacher's conference a first teacher conference where your teacher and your mama get together and you be there and looking stupid i'm like is he not saying nothing for real no lies were told no lies were told so For those of you who um, are not familiar, this particular couple, Chris and Paige Williams, um, Chris found out on his honeymoon that his former fiance is pregnant by him. Um, In the last episode, episode seven, 
after a bunch of other foolery, <laughs> he, to say the least, called his wife and requested a meeting between he, between himself, his wife, and basically his baby mama. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course, all the viewers, me included, were like, "What y'all meeting for? Y'all yeah. get divorced? We ain't got nothing to talk about." Yes, this is this is to be clear. This is after he had said he wanted to divorce. After to he said that he wanted to separate, he wanted to go back with his ex fiance. He did not want to raise his child um, in a split household. So um, he the episode begins with him sitting down with two of his trusted advisors, which I think everybody had that experience first before we even get to their meeting. Everybody had a little sit down with some people that they're close to and low key the people was gathering they folks, okay? Like getting them together real quick. So Mm -hmm. um, Chris sat down with his pastor and somebody named Michael. I don't know who Michael is. Yeah, I don't remember who what Michael was in. Maybe he was just like a close friend. Probably. So, um, first of all, when when Chris sat down with Pastor Dwight and Michael, um, and they were like, you know, how was the honeymoon? Like, how mm-hmm. was, you know, they trying to hype him up. Yeah, and he starts telling them all of the foolery that has happened, which I'm sure he left some parts out. But I'm sure. Telling them the rundown of this girl is pregnant and I've chosen to leave my wife. Michael say said, "Who the hell?" Okay. Yes, no, it was let's, definitely let's who the hell. Real and not to mention, he also told them like, "I'm not attracted to her." The moment I saw her, when she came down, and also I just I really wasn't feeling it like from the beginning. Yeah, he did. He did say that, and um. His pastor rebuked him on several of those things. His pastor, and I'm just kind of skimming through my notes, but um, Pastor Dwight told him, like, first of all, she's an ex for a reason. Mm-hmm. So going back to her is stupid. Second of all, you're married. Your wife trumps everybody. Your kids, your ex-fiance, yourself. Mm-hmm. Your wife trumps everybody. And yeah. I appreciated that because um like last week we talked about how Chris respects Pastor Kyle enough not to clown with him, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like he was receptive to what Pastor Kyle was saying. And mm-hmm. so to have his own pastor telling him, nah, do you tripping? You got a diamond. Yeah. You're tripping. Yeah, essentially um, the same thing literally the same thing and I thought that his response was very interesting because like I said he respects Pastor Kyle but he didn't clown but oh he clowned with his pastor with his own mm-hmm. pastor showed out real bad and I was like yeah. if this was my pastor would have snap crackled and pop if I had oh, absolutely like that in public or in private mm-hmm. this ain't that so mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah um Listen, I you tag me on there when you read. You, you listen, just... the last thing I got for that particular conversation was so Chris shut down with everybody because that's literally what it was. The moment that they did not agree with what he felt or what he had chosen to do, he was just like, I'm oh, this is my phone. These my candle as Chris was like, yeah, no. That's <laughs> <laughs> he had no time Mm-mm. for it. He had no time for it. So. No, 
Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you jump in on that before we get to the meeting itself. Yes. Okay. So I want to hear right where you left off at the fact that they were literally like saying the same thing that Pastor Kyle said, and these are people that know you, and it's your covering. Like it, you would think that at some point some of this would start to register at Chris' mind. Chris was like, "Listen." I expected for y'all to come into this meeting thinking the way that I'm thinking. And the fact that y'all ain't thinking what I'm thinking, I got a problem with y'all. And it was interesting because, like, it showed them having the camera. Then they had, like, solo time together, like, these two men who said that were Chris. And they was like, listen, your boy tripping. And we're going to let you know you tripping. We're going to rebuke you. Shout out to the friends that will tell you about yourself because you need to hear this, you know. And Chris was just like, y'all. And then when Chris had an individual, like, uh mom with the camera he was like they just not understanding what i'm saying and i need for chris to understand we're understanding what you're saying we're letting you know that you ain't gonna get no better than page i have a weird thing in my mind that certain people that we have dated like in the past and if you mistreated them or did wrong about them i feel like you would never get better than that like you'll get other good people but i feel like some opportunities are just opportunities of a lifetime i think that it's also interesting too with chris's pastor who everybody talked about the hairline i was checking in her line now, but I feel like I got real messy so I didn't say nobody's her line. However, I thought that it was interesting because Chris Pastor had told him before he got married, he said, listen, I know you. You struggle with commitment. I know you, you will walk away. And I'm here to tell you as a married man, that's not how marriage go. So if you're going to be in this for the long run, like don't even, like these are the conversations that like Chris Pastor had with him before that time came. So I feel like if anybody had the right to stand on the grounds they did stand on, it was definitely his pastor because he was like, boy, I told you. First of all, you low key weren't ready, but then you telling the world and telling us that you're ready. And then you get on her and mistreat this gym, this woman that's a woman of a lifetime. And I'm talking about the sugarcoated with you. I appreciate this pastor telling them that, but I think you said it best. Chris won't shut down with anybody or throw a tantrum, a tip of tantrum with anyone that does not agree with him or does not make him feel good in that moment. And that's why I even see, and I don't want to drag these folks back into it, but Chris's family, when they uphold him or whatever he's doing, I can see how they think that that's okay because they all like, you know, condone that foolishness, you know, like his mama said, was, you, was he drunk? Like that ain't got nothing to do with, let's talk about like accountability and when someone does us wrong to someone else or take advantage of them. Um, but yeah, Chris irked me even in that segment too. I was like, he just don't get it. Um, and, and to me, even just you know, stepping aside from the show itself and just talking about who can actually hold you accountable? Because <laughs> I know that I have had some hard conversations with friends. There were times when I was in the wrong. There were times when they were in the wrong. And it wasn't necessarily like a clash between us, but just in this situation, can I tell you the truth? And even if you don't like it, because the fact is, you're not always going to like the truth. The truth don't always feel good. No, but it doesn't. trust me enough for me to tell you the truth without you getting mad and totally disregarding what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that shows a, a true level of accountability when you mm-hmm. can say, you know what, I'm a little salty because mm-hmm. you're doing <laughs> me, but I'm going to take that and I'm going to, you know, pray on it and I'm going to receive, you know, the truth because the reality is, they always talk about how there's three truths it's the two people in a situation it's their truth and then it's the actual truth but at the end of the day right is right and wrong is wrong Mm -hmm. and 
Chris, baby, you wrong. Like, but, but see, that's the thing, though, Joy. Chris don't see no wrong in none of it. Like, even when we get to the conversation with the current wife and the baby mama, they people saying that Mercedes ain't even pregnant, but whatever. Um, he's st- he don't see nothing wrong with nothing. Yeah, he don't see anything wrong with his ex. And I think that's the part. He won't accept responsibility. Yeah. Um, And and that just shows me that you're not ready for marriage. If you cannot take responsibility for your part, no matter how big or small you think it is, because I don't think that he went with the intentions to have a baby on the way and all this like that. I don't think that was his intention. But the reality is that that's what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and if you cannot accept your part in in what yeah. happened, uh, you you're not gonna get far. Yeah, you know? and I want I want us I want to help us segue right into the whole three people sit down conversation right to the end of your point because even in that type of situation, you know. Depending on the type of woman that you're married to, that make that thing can go real left or real right in the situ- in, in a in a particular type of situation. But I want to give credit to a woman like Paige who is very I mean, patience is for Paige. Okay, I'm talking Paige. Like that's what the P in her name stands for. Like he had a woman that was willing to rock with him, stick by his side, be a stepmom. I'm talking about she literally was gonna be your body to your client. Don't matter how sticky the situation is, and you still could not work with that. I think that speaks volume too because you can get a different type of woman who would have cussed you out, your mama out, your dead people out. Okay, it tells you to go to hell, but she didn't do that. So. Moving all the way until Chris right. Page in Mercedes. Miss Mercedes has finally appeared. I honestly feel like people dragged her, like, oh, she's not that pretty, blah, blah, blah. I think people dragged Mercedes. Oh, Mercedes? That's what people been saying. Like, she's not even that cute. Oh, Mercedes was Miss Fine. She was fine. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that because people are so triggered by the situation, they kind of attacked her. And it's like, she didn't, it's not her fault. (laughs) She didn't want to be dragged into this, just like Paige didn't want to be dragged into this. And I don't think that she's ugly by far. I think Paige is beautiful. I think Mercedes is beautiful. And honestly, from the way that he talked about his type and all of this, she is exactly what I expected. She Um, is. She did seem to have a little crazy. You know how women do that thing where we talk with our eyes. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Her eyes were good five times in that conversation. Yeah, but like I will pop off at any time. Don't don't embarrass. But please don't get in front of your wife and think I won't clown. That's yeah. what her eyes said. Really was. But, um, my notes for that starts with um, Paige wanting to take her power back, and mm. I appreciate that because I do feel like she felt powerless in a lot of the situation Mm -hmm. uh, which is what I've been trying to convey with everybody been so ages um desperate and she got mental illness (laughs) and they hit her with the mental illness oh yeah they 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 was my god well that's two people that got diagnosed to see that she did and Haley did right so (laughs) uh I appreciate her wanting to take her power back and getting up enough confidence to do so and finally Mm -hmm. reaching her breaking point um, mm-hmm. but I just want to know. First of all, let's talk about how Chris and Mercedes look like they was on their way to a dinner date together. I mean, came in dressed to the nines. Y'all need to have three separate seats for me. 
when I first seen, I'm like, they on the same car page. They on Paige the same wife. Guy. And the wife sitting by herself. Nah. They got Paige on the sit solo seat like she the interviewer. I'm like, like okay. Right. Okay. Um, I felt like it was very awkward at the beginning because Chris Dang. was the one that called the meeting. And then they all got here together and he just sat there. And it's like, no, navigate the conversation. You asked for this conversation. So you need to make known what it is that you wanted to accomplish here. And then since he didn't do that, Paige was like, oh, okay, let's talk. And then and another he was thing. salty. And another thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he was salty and it's like, well, baby, that's your own fault. Yeah, no, let, and let's be clear for the folks who didn't watch it. Chris came in, sat in that seat, in that couch, leaned back, put his feet up like, I brought y'all here. I ain't got nothing to say. I've done my part. No, you actually did not. You didn't, because what we here for? Okay, that that was horrible. Uh, but go ahead, you can continue. Um, so he talked about wanting to clear the air and blah 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 he got making this little comment about this is my wife blah 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 and it's like no you don't treat her like your wife Mm-mm. you don't acknowledge her as your wife mm-hmm. you didn't put her first like your wife no but why now is this such the declaration that this is my wife this is my wife yeah um I talked about the eye exchange between oh my goodness when uh Paige said that she thought she might be pregnant by that man, and she implied that they was having unprotected sex. Mm-hmm. Maybe it looks for kill. Listen, Sammy said not who. Chris Williams the second. Because <laughs> she thought like pregnant by who? Yeah. By this man? Not by this man that I'm pregnant by. Um. um yeah. Um. I just I, I I appreciate it, which we're getting towards the end of the conversation. So I know we're gonna circle back around a lot, but mm-hmm. I appreciated that Paige and Mercedes were able to handle this like adult women. Mm-hmm. No cattiness, no rudeness. It was at one point that Mercedes even stuck up for Paige because Chris was like she she's rude and all of this and that, and she was like, no, she's not being rude. I think she's handling this very well for somebody that's in this situation, and you. Mm-hmm. So um, I appreciate it. And I think that's what Chris didn't expect. You mm-hmm. know, the media portrays black women as ignorant and catty and angry. Mm-hmm. Um, so he kind of expected them to come together. I think he wanted them to have a little cat fight. You know, guys like stuff. Mm-hmm. They fight. Mm-hmm. And when they came together and was like, what's up, girlfriend? You know? Yeah. He was like, yeah. wait, wait, no, no, that's not what's mm-hmm. what supposed to happen. And so um, he was salty. And that's when he went to, I'm just ready to go eat. I'm going to go eat yeah. the food. And I'm going to read my Bible. And I'm going to watch the game. Boy, what? what that whole little, I just wish, like, and I know Chris is a self-proclaimed man of God, okay? But I could have really built out that the last, but I'm like, boy, now you've been on her acting anytime, any kind of fool. I would not say any kind of fool, I mean any kind of fool. And then you hit us with let's wrap this up. I'm ready to go have a circuit to go read my Bible, go before the Lord. And I'm like, bring it on in. Okay, this is how I felt about the whole meetup with the three. I personally could have done without it. Um, I feel like when I, the moment I seen the ex, it became really love and hip hop for me. Um, because although this is a part of Chris's now new life, and if she is pregnant, he's going to be attached to her 18 years and beyond that. Um, I just felt like 
you know, I've always wanted Pace to just like walk off, walk off with the little dignity that you had to move about your business. So I don't know if it was just like taping or Pace wanted that closure. I just don't, before the conversation happened, I don't know. I was just wondering what was Paige really going to get up, I mean, get out of the whole sit-down thing. And then Chris approaching the conversation very childlike. He did not rise to the occasion. He was not the adult man. He did not take um, accountability or responsibility for nothing. He came into the meeting sitting down. Um, even when Paige was, like, you know, initiating and, like, pretty much directing the conversation, I was watching, like, Mercedes' energy. And although she wasn't, like, messy, I feel like Mercedes kind of came in, like, uh, and what, you know? And I'm like, and it could be the woman me but even how peaceful she was i had learned in that moment that all women handle situations very differently and i just have to grow to honor that you know because i come from a real strong nugget if you bucket the type of family line okay like i don't for the most part cause the smoke but if it's brought to me I'm gonna shake a little table, okay? I love the Lord, this is my truth. That's why I try my best not to like be put in certain situations because when Chris leaned up, it was like, he felt like he was being disrespected, it got a little high in his voice. It was at that moment that I would have pulled to Chris when he was on that bus and he said, oh, y'all think it's about to be peaceful on this ride home? Yeah, I'm gonna fall to Yeah. Let me tell you something. When he leaned up and got a little, I said, I said, I told my husband, is he getting aggressive? My husband was like, oh, that ain't that ain't really, uh, uh-oh, somebody done gave a call, somebody done called, but we are back. And uh, my husband was like, oh, that ain't that. he's just talking. I'm like, still, that was something in me that made me so mad to see that. Um, but they were civil. They did have their conversation. She did speak up for herself. He was like, I just feel like you throwing shade and you being shady. And I'm just trying to approach the situation with nothing but respect and kindness towards you. And, Nigga, no, you deny. No, you don't. Don't act like you've been there for me up until this point. Then I'm Mercedes here because that's not true, you know. And then when I think about it, even now, and I didn't look at like, look at it like that then, but now that's even a form of manipulation. You trying to control the way I think and the way I express myself and the way that I'm allowing myself to process my feelings. No, you're not me. But this is how I feel like it. And like she kept saying, I came into this extreme with pure intentions, and I believe she had every right to say that. And I believe she said it twice. And he was like, So did I he was getting like annoyed with her and I'm like that ain't even your place but honestly I should not expect nothing more from Chris um and let me be clear I am a peaceful person for the most part but even when Paige and Mercedes like got up and hugged I was like Paige go home because I don't know if I've been there giving the hugs that's my business I don't know about the hugs per se like I I come from a nook if you book lineage but my yeah. mom like the the most influential woman in my life is my mom and my mm-hmm. mom is it takes a lot to get her to duck if you buck so i can understand why Paige handled it the way that she did mm-hmm. but i also get um a johnny johnson streak in me and i just i i just don't know which side would have came out like i ain't even gonna lie a little bit of me would have been Johnny Johnson and I might have popped off. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, even with my dad, it takes a lot to get him there, but baby, when he is there, it's Listen. no coming back. So, no, it's not. Um, yeah, I, I appreciate the um the maturity of the two women in the situation. I appreciate yeah. Mercedes for sticking up for Paige. And for shutting Chris down, like, listen, mm-hmm. first of all, you think I ain't seen you clown before? I ain't scared of you. 
Yeah. Um, because that was all vibes that she gave. And yeah. um I appreciate that she was like, I, I know that you may have been under the impression that we were getting back together, but from sitting down talking to you, I know the truth. That's not happening. Which yeah, I, I was glad lied. she said that though. She lied, but okay. Cause they was Who's on a page on Mercedes? Town. Mercedes, they were definitely just out of town together. Oh, so they're back together currently. That's that's the rumor. That's what the people in the groups is saying. And is there a baby? Do we have a child? Is there a Blue Williams? We don't know. Yes. She look real skinny. She don't look pregnant. She was still. That's what they had said. I'm like, so it ain't no baby in it. They're really going to be messy, child. Very. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, like I said, so I appreciate the, the camaraderie and the way that the women handle it. I, I am not surprised by the way that Chris handled it, but I am no. disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. because at some point you got to do better sweetheart you, you have mm-hmm. to do better um, and I, at some point I don't think that your your childhood or adulthood issues um, are an excuse Go to someone made that on Twitter about Chris yeah someone's mentioned yeah, that your life Mm-hmm. So, um, and then they were saying that now that we've like start to like undercover and do some of the work about like childhood trauma and things like that are we now using that as like a blank of a of excuse or um is that indicated that we need to rise up to the occasion and go to therapy or seek counseling or things like that but they were saying like in the terms of pay not in the terms of page but in the terms of chris rather that people are just using that as a cover-up to not seek help to not get any healing when you really do need to like go get the work um or do the work or have the work done however you want to put it but yeah um and then lastly too and when you mentioned like about like the family like your mom and your dad i think another thing that like triggers me is when like a woman is like in a situation with a man and she's trying to like open her heart and be honest about like what she's feeling and that man like come back with aggression i think that some of that just really bothers me too so i was like yeah no girl just go on about your business honey and i i'm i'm just praying on the side that she walk into something that man that god just blow up my i that's that's my inward part. It's a man out there that's gonna blow that baby mind, and she deserves it. Not to say that you know there are people that don't deserve love, but for what she's been through, I can't wait to see her love story. Her real love absolutely. Story. Somebody come sweep off her feet the way that uh Cameron applied that energy. That love is blind. Yes. Listen, I'm praying that prayer for her and for me. God be praying. Well, see, I already got you on there, but see, I'm from Paige <laughs> under your name. I already Paige. know. I already got you it's on there. It's my time, Paige. It's our time. It's our time. time. Period. <laughs> listen, Cameron came in loving Lord. She wasn't even listening. Yeah. I still go back and watch Love is Blind just so I can get that blessing again from there. I appreciate that. Also, yeah. this is, um, we're segueing into the next couple, but shout out to my all-time favorite married at first sight couple, Deanna and Greg. Having our the nephew. Shout out to the old Coteas. Yes. For, um, birthing their baby, Declan. Woo-woo. Kudos to them. So, nephew is here. Okay. Live in the Okay. Because if you really are a fan, you feel like family. Like, I feel like I'm yeah. speaking in real life. So, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. still so amazing to see like 
couples who actually go are people who go into this um, experiment with like really good intentions, i.e. page, and it happens and it plans out beautifully and it just evolves into like so much businesses and children and yeah, I mean, now we're talking legacy. I'm here for Legacy, it. huh? That's And yeah. that's the stuff that Chris was talking about. He just went about it the wrong way. Yeah. So, Very wrong. God be praised. Moving, moving on. on. Eric in Virginia, we gonna get into, and you know what's sad? Lake. I was gonna say, I don't know their last name, but I do. Let's get into the lakes. I did not know that. Wow, go, do you do your homework? Okay, you in your well, bag right now. It's the petty reason that I remember there because I was like, her name Virginia Lake? This, <laughs> it was real uh-huh. cool. But yeah. Listen, lakes. But I'm like, I never knew that until now. Yeah. Eric Lake. Eric hmm. Lake. As I said, okay. I think I know everybody's love. Let me start off by saying I re- I watch another show that reviews the murder. You said what? Go ahead. I, I was agreeing with you. Okay, I watched another show that reviews the Meredith First Sight episode each week, and they opened up their uh, review calling Virginia Vodka. I could not take it, okay? I laughed every single time that they gave this woman a whole other name. They can't call that girl Vodka. Do you want to start them off or do you want me to start them off? You can start. You can start. Let's go ahead and start. Uh, I just want to say, do I think they're going to make it? No. Okay. Um, I feel like like now that we're going into like the series even more, the characters are starting to like unveil. And like some people starting to like grow with me. Some people I just can like do without. I'm not really going to say because a lot of people have mixed reviews about Eric. Just gonna talk about the husband just for a second. I don't feel like Eric is a super bad person. Do I feel like Eric can be controlling it whether he know it or not? I feel like some of that can kind of come like off like with his personality, but understanding like who he is and where he come from, everybody has like a story that makes them them. Um, I do feel like Eric want to make the situation work and I do feel like he tried to give like some give and take I just think that like with Eric he's so much more settled even more than like he actually realized and trying to like come in and compromise with her I feel like when it comes to Virginia I was definitely going to call her the other name when it comes to Virginia she has an idea of like what marriage is although it may you may say it's right or wrong this is how she views marriage like in my mind she wants to be married but still very much so have like this single life although you're married to a super conservative type of man um, and I just, when I watched them, I just was like, yeah, they're not going to work. Like, Eric needs a woman that is really settled, that is set in her ways, ready to quit her job, be a um, housewife, raise the kids, you know, go to church on Sunday, look, bake biscuits on Sundays. I feel like that's the type of wife that he needs. Um, and although I can see, like, if they really, really, really wanted to put in the work and make it work, I do think it could be a thing. But I feel like, you know, when it comes to them, they're on opposite sides of that spectrum. Um, and, and with this episode, they did have the moment where they came together and met each other's uh, friends. Um, and although Eric's friend was like, I think that Virginia's like a really good girl and I feel like it can work. I was like, I used to say that back at the beginning with them. I don't really say that now. Uh, but even when the Virginia and her, Virginia and her friends came, which was her guy friends, which I wasn't surprised uh, because she really says, like, she's really close to her guy friends. They do life together. She get drunk every weekend, fall out of their couch together. Eric um, had mentioned that he was, like, really nervous to meet them. But I was glad that they came it's because they play such a huge role in her life. And they were really cool. You know, they were really nice. One of the friends, I don't know if it was set up by producers or not. Not. But one of the male best friends was like, Eric, can we speak to you outside? 
Oh. We've had conversations with our girl. She one of the coolest girls that we know. Um, she really is in this for a right for the right reason. And Eric was basically saying, I'm just summing it up really quick. I'll let you go in just a second. But Eric was just telling a friend, like, I'm glad that we have this moment. I'm glad that you're telling me this because I want to be in it for the right reasons. I just don't know that even them wanting to really be married, I don't know if it's gonna to work together to make them like this, like dynasty, just like this lasting couple, but that's it for me. Okay. So I um I have kind of sporadic notes for them, not a whole lot this week. But mm-hmm. um, the first thing I got, Eric made mention, I want to say he was talking to Brian, and he made mention mm. of she is not as affectionate as he would like. Um, because mm. I literally wrote I skipped Virginia, over that whole part, yeah. Virginia, get that man a hug. That's literally in my nose. And it's just Are like, they having sex yet? I don't remember. I don't Me think either. so. Question mark, but I don't know. Me either. They, they kind of were secretive about it too. So, mm-hmm. but I feel like if his love language is physical touch, mm-hmm. you got to meet him where he is. Um, yeah. Accountable for the fact that you are married to this man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing for this whole week is just being accountable because you got to do your part. Like, yeah, you do. Uh, if you are this man's spouse and that's what he needs for his love tank to be full, hold yeah. that man's hand, give him a hug, yeah. rub his shoulder, something like, let yeah. him know that you are attracted to him. So, and I yeah. do think she's attracted to him. I'm still very torn about whether or not I think they'll make it, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. I also thought it was interesting that she went out of town in the middle. Of I was just saying that's the point I totally missed over. Please go into that. Uh, she went out for a wedding, which of course, when you RSVP for the wedding, you had no clue that you were going to be on this show. But um, I feel like, can he go with you, even if he's not going to the wedding itself? That he can't that. go out of town with you, like that, or did it completely? And one in four nights, it was a four couple of days, wasn't it? It was like four days. We only two weeks in his marriage. Go ahead. We're only two weeks in. Like you, I, no, we going together. So yeah, yeah. Um, there was something. Oh, so the whole the friend Cole. His name was Cole. That's how I know mm-hmm. I took real notes because I, yeah, I felt some type of way about him pulling him to the side. I think initially I was like, okay, come on, let's have this moment where it's just us, where she's mm-hmm. not around. But then I felt like you giving me advice on my wife, mm-hmm. I, I, it rubbed me the wrong way. Like, I don't think, like I said, I don't think he had ill intentions, but mm-hmm. um, it just didn't rub me the right way for some reason. I don't, I don't know how any man would feel about another man telling him how to embrace his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so it didn't sit all that well with me but um, mm-hmm. he seemed receptive to it so you know if that's what floats your boat and flourish but wait wait, wait. so let me ask you a question in the same scenario same thing same show same event same day and it was a female friend having that conversation with him how would you have taken that I think that it would be different um and you know, I am not one to talk about, you know, double standards and things like that. But mm-hmm. it's it's different. It would be like me. Like I, I've always told the world I have a male best friend. Whenever he gets married, I am not going to his wife. Like 
this is the way that you captivate his heart. This is the way that you hold his attention. For mm-hmm. one, it gives off the vibe that at some point y'all were romantically involved and we never exactly. I agree. But two, it's just overstepping a boundary. You find your own footing in your own relationship and mm-hmm. love her the way that she sees fit because that is not a, a place in her life that I am in. I'm not in the romantic part of her life or his yeah. life. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I, I, I also feel like sometimes the girl, the female friends, when it comes to them talking to the guys that their friends have married, I do think that they overstep. A lot of times they married at first sight history, the mm-hmm. and to overstep. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think that's right either, but I think it's in a different context. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So listen, I agree with you. I'm glad that you like said it from that perspective. And I don't even like really like go all the way into well, I didn't mention that, but <clears throat> I didn't mention the four-day thing out of town. However, I think that that's interesting because with this scenario, she said like these are her closest friends. And even if we backtrack to like last week or like last like the last couple episodes, she'll like really like reverence these guy friends. And even then, like in the pool when it was up in back, you see was like, I'm not okay with that. Even even y'all either y'all had a relationship or they have thought about it so there needs to be that balance she's like are you jealous he's like no i am not you know so it's just interesting and i think that that first about with the question that says this can the opposite sex be best friends and then if your best friend become married how do y'all handle that does it now become y'all friend or is it now i'm married to eric but these are still my two best friends and i'm keeping that apart because I know for me, when I took over the whole approach, I don't have male best friends, but I do have male friends. Um, now that I'm married, these are now our friends. You accept me, you accept my spouse. We're doing things together. Um, I feel like it's a boundary and respect type thing. And I feel like that's how Eric will want to view it. I don't feel like she really opened to that. She did, like I said, in fact, she gave me sorority girl when she is. Um, and I think that she would have hoped to marry like a frat boy. And they just be out here living like this ruthless type of life. But we married and on the side. I don't, yeah. Mm-mm. Agree. Um, my last um, little tidbit for them, for Eric, um, when Eric had his one-on-one sit down with his friend at the beginning of the episode, his friend encouraged him to not turn it into a coaching session, so to speak, when he's talking to his wife. And I think that's important. <clears throat> I know in any relationship, you want it to feel like a partnership. Mm-hmm. And don't come in with the philosophy that I've been married, I've done this before, and you are inexperienced and you don't know what you're doing. Because, yeah. Um, that can come that can come off as very condescending. And mm-hmm. um, for a woman like Virginia, I don't think that mm-hmm. she takes it any type of way. But for a woman like me, um, my immediate response would be, you've been married before, but you ain't been married to me before. Yeah. So it's yeah. not the same. This is yeah. new territory for you, just like it's new territory for me. And we're going to navigate it together. But you're not going to navigate it as if you've been through these waters before. Because mm-hmm. you've been through the, sea, the seas with your ex-wife. Not not, not, with, with, not with this wife. <laughs> so, exactly. um, and I then put Yeah, and then to put two, put it with this. You were married and that marriage led in the divorce. So there was two people in that situation that did not make it work. Don't come to me like you just this expert and you're going to be coaching me with everything. Like that's not going to work. And I feel like too, with her being like, just like this young spring chicken. And he said like, 
the woman that you are at that age is not the person that I was at that age, you know. But like you said, with that, that coaching thing, that's not going to work. I feel so for a woman like Virginia, it's going to be counterproductive and she's going to go the other way because you know how my dad, like, she don't like the check-in. She don't like just like this constant communication. And let's get back on that just for a second, the going out of town. Speaking for like, um, when you go out of town with your boy, we can just have a like regular conversation real quick. When you go out of town and you are in a relationship and not just in a relationship, but you are married, like what is that expectation of how should we check in? Do we have to check in every hour or do we check in a few times a day? I don't know because I feel like with some people, well, some certain couples, that looks very different. Um, he was like, I just want to know, like, does she still need me? Does she still want me? Does she miss? Like, I just want to know. He's like, this relationship is so new. Um, and I guess he was like really, really missing and hurt. But I was like, listen, I thought to myself, that girl took them four days out of town to get lit. She didn't want to be... She's trying to be a drunkard, as Chris said. That baby was out there wasted. Yes, she was. I don't want to call you y'all because I'm out here lit. When she came back home, she was still drunk. Did you catch it? Did. Yeah, she, she still did. drunk. I'm like, this girl. She's something mm. else. Yeah, she is. So, all right. Anything else for um, the lakes? I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to refer to everybody by their last name. Listen, well, you really in your bag because I ain't got none. Please. We gonna see how it go because one one couple I can't think of right off the hand, but mm. it'll get it come to me. Um. All right. Are we done with them? Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's move on. Now I do know this couple's last name because it's a weird name. The Ubrays, Ryan mm-hmm. and Clara. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start? Who thought she was gonna marry a black man with a regular last name like Williams or Johnson or something like that? Baby got a whole Ubray. Yes, she did. Um. So, do you want to start with them, or you want me to start with them? You start with them. I'm gonna tag. I'm gonna tag in at the end. Okay. Let's go to Ryan and Clara. Um. Ryan and Clara. I'm gonna start with the stuff that's been happening with them in the fan groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the fan groups, and I think it's the people of color one. It's some fan group that I'm in. I'm in quite a few of them. But one mm-hmm. of the fan groups, um, they this lady went on this rant about how Chris don't know who, I mean, Chris, Ryan does not know who he is. And um, he is not accepting the fact that he is a black man. And it, it was real deep to me. Really? Um, I know that his his mom is black. Like I re- I vividly remember seeing her at the wedding. Um, mm-hmm. She is a black woman. I mm-hmm. don't remember what the dad looks like, Mm-mm. but um, I thought he was mixed all this time. One of my other yeah. friends didn't know the daddy was black too, but I don't remember that all this time. I thought that he was a mixed man. I um, did too. And his genetics will support that because. He might have black people hair down here on his beard, but he didn't pile that stuff up top. So listen, something happened. That thing real smooth. That's what I'm saying. But to me, even his facial features, he looks like a mixed man. So to me too. Um, I I don't personally agree with the whole self hate concept. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people feel like if you don't. Um, ascribe or subscribe I don't know which word you use there but if you don't partake in black culture that you hate yourself and I just don't think that's the case like no he doesn't have to wear his hair a certain way 
or like certain things. Like to me, um, uh, one of the beautiful things about being black is that we're so diverse and exactly. that black doesn't just look one way. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, Ryan, if you're listening, I don't think you hate yourself. But if yeah, no. Out there that- I- I think that's stretching it. I want you to continue, but I want to make mention to this for the people who are super fans. He said that he grew up in an environment in a culture that was not full of like African-Americans. So he's really a product of his environment. I just don't know what else they want him to be. Um, I recall a time when I was growing up um, like pre-K, to second grade it was predominantly black in the school district i'm sure it was like 95 percent black but then three third fourth fifth and sixth i went to predominantly caucasian school district and i was the only black girl like in my class so i'm thinking that at that point it was 95 percent caucasian and what i noticed is that those three years of being in black uh, a black school district and those three years of being in caucasian school district then right after that i went into another environment that was 95 percent black and let me tell you you without even realizing that you become what you are around it's not the fact that like you hate yourself but you are adapted especially when you are in moments of like molding and shaping so like those uh, grade school ages and things like that and even in college um but here product of this environment that don't mean like you hate yourself i remember when i went to those schools third fourth and uh third fourth fifth yeah, I was like, my uh, vernacular, like my speech had changed a little bit. Like the stuff that I like to wear had changed. How I wanted my hair, even all the way down to like some food I had ate. It wasn't that I hated being a black girl. It was that I was surrounded by a certain type of culture and that was the norm and you just adapted to it. So, but he mentioned that early on. And that's what I, I thought that he mentioned early on that the environment, <laughs> and maybe that's what made me believe that he was mixed was when he talked about his environment. But yeah, I just felt like, I don't see anything wrong with what, what Ryan is doing. And mm-hmm. in a time where we are encouraging Black people to be 100% yourselves, we talk about, you know, the opera Black girl series or the the, mm-hmm. the the nerd Black guys. You know, like, that's the thing that we are glorifying right now, but only when it looks a certain way. And I don't exactly. think that's fair. So, um... That's my Hold point. on, and if y'all gonna talk about Ryan, talk about Clara. Clara is a Caucasian white woman that like black men. Does she hate her still? Honey, she love her black man. She said she that a long time ago. So, all right, but I'm gonna jump off my soapbox. Um, I didn't have a whole lot on them. I, I know I got some on the back of this page, but I'm trying to make sure. I really think I just got one little thing for them. Um, Clara was talking to somebody. I don't remember who she was talking to, but she mm-hmm. made this comment and I wrote it down verbatim. She said, um, I just want to enjoy life and I want to do it with someone who is just as adventurous, crazy, and weird as I am. Mm-hmm. While I, I understand the spirit of what she's saying, in mm-hmm. my mind, I was like, Clara, you just wanted to date another you. And that's yeah. like, um, if you are going to marry somebody and you're going to go through this process, don't expect a replica of you. You're not going to mm-hmm. be yourself. Um, yeah. Enjoy learning who your husband is and who mm-hmm. you not. Enjoy meshing your lives together and learning new things that work for the both of you. Don't yeah. get frustrated because he won't, you know, or he doesn't like the things that you like. And I think her reference mm-hmm. is more so in terms of like drinking. Like she wanted him to take mm-hmm. some shots or something. And it was like, yeah. 
girl, that might be enjoying life to you, but that's not enjoying yeah. life to him. So find out it's what not- enjoying life looks like for your spouse because it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be what you think. And that's mm. the whole point of being married is to have a yeah. perspective. So um, that's literally the only notes that I have for her. Do you have anything? <laughs> Listen, no, I'm tagging along right there with you, like, and like, and pretty much what you said, um, appreciating like the difference, you know. And I remember she had made mention uh, in this last episode, she was like, if he make one more comment about being an old man, like that was bothering her, but that's who he is, like, what you want him to be, you know. And I love it, like, we do not marry ourselves, but I think another thing is this when they make those comments, I get real, like, I won't marry, not marry, but dating at first sight vibes like y'all be want to be like boyfriend and girlfriend and i even realized i think i thought that about two otherwise i was like when they made the comment they made i was like so y'all really didn't want like a husband y'all just wanted somebody y'all could do life with forever y'all can be friends and y'all can explore things and learn things about each other and i thought to myself while watching the episode i said well you can really have that with a friend yeah you don't have to get married literally you know with a friend you don't need Clara frustrates me very close to the way Virginia frustrates me. Really? Um, Just because I don't think that she is ready to be married. Mm -hmm. I think that she won't... She wants, like, to party and not have to change anything. Like, I don't think that she understands. Baby, you married yeah, you literally in covenant walking with someone to death to your part. You know what's really, it's very Olivia uh, vibe. I was going to say bread too, but it's really Olivia yes. vibes to me. Yeah, yes. it's I want to have a special person that loves me for me. We do life together. We travel together. We have a lot of fun together. But I like I want to do life with you up until the point where you call me out on my stuff and then I have to change and then I really don't want you. Like and that's the part. Yeah, do what that's I want. what it is. That's what it really is. It's not that I want somebody to do life with me. I want you to do what I want to do with me. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And even he was, when, when the friends came together and met, and somebody else made a joke about uh, Clara friends. She said her two friends were sick and while her friends didn't show up. Listen, it didn't bother me. She just had two of the wives to come. She had uh, ooh, Brianna and Haley to come as like her representation as her friends so they didn't bother me people were really like going in about them like we are living independent i don't know why they were mad about it though like i don't think people understand from the production production aspect you can't just have everybody like for me i have a million friends i know one some of the some of the people not gonna sign non-disclosure agreements Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if they sign it, they gonna break them. Like you gotta mm-hmm. know who you dealing with. So they people mm-hmm. were like, she didn't have no other friends. She didn't have no family to come. But for one, mm-hmm. if they got tested and they tested positive, because this is still in the middle of COVID. That's what I was saying. I'm like, we live in a pandemic. If they tested positive or whatever, it might have been the day of that she found out, you know, and it's like to get somebody at this last minute and to go through all of the paperwork, like it's it's other steps other than just asking somebody to come. And again, on your people, because I, I have tons of friends and family. I know the vast majority of them, if I should ever get on this show, will not be on this show because they don't act right. 
Yeah, they're gonna act a buck fool. They're gonna embarrass they're gonna all act of a buck fool. And you just gotta know what you're dealing with. So um I don't think people really take that into any type of regard. They just want something to mm. send it out. But I didn't see anything wrong. I think that they were a great substitute. And yeah. I appreciated the fact that Brianna was like, okay, I, I stopped by. I gotta go do something with my husband. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> go. That's what she said. <laughs> right. So uh, I appreciate that. Anything else on the Ubers? Do we think they're gonna make it? I still don't know. I'm I'm still torn with them. If they don't make it, Ron done checked out. It won't be her. Uh, definitely. Most definitely. Clara's is in it for a good time, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan trying to get some longevity and mm-hmm. um She's still sexually frustrated. She's still sexually frustrated, which I don't know if I would have said that in front of our friends and family. Um, you know what? She probably was saying there trying to like push him to like be more. I don't think you're worried, but was, I, I, I know okay. some women say certain things in front of their spouses and their boyfriends in the wrong time to try to like uh, push the reaction on him. And sometimes it can go well, but then sometimes it's a really big flop. So, yeah. And it's interesting because in most contexts, it's the other way around. It's the woman that is, you know, not ready to have sex. And the guy's like, what are we going to do this? Have we ever had a guy that actually wanted to really wait? Am I at first sight? No. <laughs> not that I can recall. Wow. I a lot of them say it. it. And then the moment that they wife be like, I'm ready. They be like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's get this thing crackalacking. No, and 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 seeing like the free spirit and very liberal woman that she is, she probably could have had it on the first night if he had been open to it, and he ain't gave her the uh, the blessing. I'm gonna keep this right. thing. <laughs> I'm get this thing clean. He ain't gave that girl what she want. Uh, that's why another reason why she around her bother like she is because in the past she's probably has had you know sex very casual with guys and it was just no thing about it. But he's like, I want more so the intimate emotional connection with you. And you are absolutely right. Most times it's the women, but we got a guy, so right. Cool. I, mean, I appreciate that about him. Get to know her, you know, for who she is. So. That's all I got on them. Are we moving on? We moving on. I had to Google this week. These people last. I could not remember his last name for some reason. Okay. We are going on to the Morales family. Vincent and Brianna. Champagne. Champagne, Vinny. <laughs> uh, do you want to start or you want me to start? I'm going to start right here. I'm glad that he got into that parking lot and turned back around. This that is your home. Turn around and take your tail back upstairs. Go back in the house. Why, why are you going? Okay. When, I, when he said that, I was like, I'm so glad. And I know production and like editing and stuff like that, they get like real messy to get like, you know, boost up the drama and stuff like that. But I was so glad he came back and got in the bed. Um, and then like we're having like that conversation. And I think that it's so funny because like when you acting a fool in the moment, you don't realize it. And then you have some time away and realize you just doing way too much. But then having to come back in that same moment, it's not always the easiest thing. It's like when your mama pop off and she mad at you or uh, she misheard you wrong or whatever. And she got to come back and she say you want something from the stove. Because it's awkward like hitting that. No. You know, because really, I don't want nothing. Listen, all they ask you, are you home? I've been hungry, but you still in the wrong, you know. Right. And God bless my mama heart. I remember one time my mom 
stopped me. Uh, she had gave me some money and uh, I paid it back to her. I gave it to her when she was half asleep. So when she got up, she like, where my money? And I was like, I gave it to you. So she went on like this rampage. Like, I was talking about, listen, me and my stepdad thought we was going to die that day because she oh. went to zero to 20 about this money. When she found her money, she she came in the room, opened the door real hard and said, I found it. I'm sorry. And slammed the door. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I went through eight hours of pure hell. I need more. Like, she didn't even look at me. She didn't even address me. But the point I'm making is to go back in there and, and you know, bless me out of heart because she really was trying to get an understanding. What did I do? Like, why are you so upset? <laughs> um... But I'm glad they were able to work that out. And I feel like they're still getting to know each other. They still are establishing like their foundation. I do feel like ultimately, I don't even have to go like all the way into it. I feel like they're gonna do really well, um, just them as a couple. And then going to the meetup with the families. First of all, the girl out here learning Spanish already. Her First mama said- Before we get to the meetup, can we talk about that silk press? Did you catch that? Baby. Excuse me, Brianna, sir. Who laid that hair, honey? And I need that other hair she just had. Yeah, from the wedding. I, I need that. All I of was going to ask you, you sure that that's the weave? Let me tell you something. I know this weave. I seen them put it in. But that's how cold that hair was. Y'all didn't even know that was a weave. Yeah, I need it. Need. So, okay. Back to the family get up. So, I thought it was interesting that um, his mom wasn't at the wedding. Mm-hmm. And I want to know why. Why yeah. she wasn't there? Where was, was you at? Positive? Was she exposed? Was she out of the country? Like, what yeah. was she Um, And how come that wasn't the first stop? Like, mm-hmm. we get back from Vegas, we going to mama house. Because you yeah. got my wife. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Especially how close their family is, how he said they is. That's what he said on TV. That's what that, what that man had said. So, mm-hmm. I... I do appreciate her trying to learn uh, Spanish for the sake of the mom who does not speak a lot of English. I love that. I, I appreciated that a lot. That's teamwork. Yeah. Um, and Brianna, mama, miss it. She's like, mm, you learn Spanish? Listen, oh, you must really like him. Brianna, I appreciate On so many levels. Because oh, yeah. When the first question she asked was, how y'all really doing? You could tell the truth. I know she a handful. I was like, oh my God. Mother. And mother <laughs> said what me. she had said. Let me make this PSA to Gwen Johnson. Don't you get on TV and embarrass me like that. Let me tell you something. Mama made her stands only how mamas can do. I know her. I know she can be a lot. How y'all doing for real, for real? Yeah. That's what she said. And I appreciate it. Yes, she did. She really did. Don't give me the cute stuff because I've been knowing that girl my whole life. I raised her. I know. Mm-hmm. So, um, I like that little hair. I think some people, it was one post that I saw and I think they was just trying to get a rise out of people and they was like, how do y'all feel about Brianna making tacos for the housewarming? Like, do y'all think mm-hmm. messy? I'm like, girl, bye. That is a part I of did culture. catch that though. She trying to be a part of their culture, make that woman feel comfortable in her house. Yeah, and they say the food was busted, so it's a win-win. If if his mama say the food busted, baby, you did something right. 
You did well. You did well. You done. You done good, Bree. Yeah, she did. So, um, yeah, I like that little game that they play too to get to know, mm-hmm. let the families get to know each other and to get to know them. I think their overall housewarming was really good. I do too. Um, they was all lovey, all close together. It was good vibes. Right. Always good vibes with them though. Like that one little argument that they had last week, I feel like we're gonna see maybe one more argument the whole season. Like they always mm-hmm. have had really good vibes together. So Yeah, their chemistry and their compatibility is really good. And then I think too, as they like grow as a couple and hit like certain milestones and have like certain conversations. Um, I'm really big into like the Love Out podcast. And she they have recently been doing like this conversation about not addressing what happened, but actually attacking like what's the real rooted issue. And I feel like when Brianna and Vinny, whether it's they having pillow talk or whatever, listen, having a pillow talk or whatever, and they really get into like childhood and certain triggers, certain traumas, certain things that they've dealt with and haven't been healed from. She's going to like get to the home on a, diff- a deeper level. And I think the same thing for her because I believe that like that bossy thing is just like the surface, the top of it. It's something in that. You get what I'm saying? And I have even made mention too, you know, sometimes that like it's not just like a bossy thing, but when you've been single for so long, you be in routine to doing things how you do them. You know, and now that I'm married, it's not that like I'm uh being insensitive to my spouse, but I literally just met you as a stranger. Now we're married. Now we're living together versus me having what 20 plus years of doing things the way that I've been used to doing them. Um, and I'm even saying that now, even with being like really weird, there's just certain stuff that like Quentin will do and or I will do, you know, for example, like we'll box like snacks and stuff for the house, and then like he will say he don't want to eat it, but he'll eventually eat it, and then I'll ask him, like, did you eat it? And he was like, How do you know? And I was like, Because when you live on your own, you're not you don't have to like share stuff with people not eating your food because you live by yourself. That's the blessing of like one of the blessings of living alone. And he was left, he was like, It's funny because every time like I eat or touch anything of yours, you realize it and it's not that i do it like trying to be like a nitpicker it's because i've been accustomed to being by myself so yeah i think when they both like start to do their work i think that's gonna be good and it's going to grow them um in their relationship which is that's gonna be nice that's gonna be really really good um that's all i got for them they you know for as much as the people clowned about them last week they was real chill this week yeah, they were. And then they 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 done made their first sight like season's baby. So hmm. again, they back they got their spot back because last week they everybody said they weren't gonna make it. Listen, now they gonna make it. He they, disrespectful mm-mm. and he immature and blah 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 blah. Let me tell yeah. you something. These people in the married at first sight fan groups, no holes barred. Like they was no, they know. anything. And Listen. I like I have my opinions on things. But I try to keep it respectful because one, it's a process and it's a lot of steps and a lot of things that we don't see or know. But also these are human beings. These not mm-hmm. actors and like TV characters. They mm-hmm. real humans trying to get through this thing. So yeah, I try to be respectful, but I can't speak for the other folks. Listen, and per your comment with the Married at First Sight like fan groups, I've never seen so many people with perfect relationships. It's certain stuff I'm just not gonna comment on because I already know like, look, okay. 
it's something that I can relate to. It's some of that stuff that I even had to like deal with, even with going back. And I don't want to hit on Kristen Page again, but even with the whole Page thing, when you and I were talking last week, a, a part of us and or our experiences is able are able to relate to her, whether you've been exactly in that situation or not. You can just feel that, um, and that'll kind of give me the grace to be like, all right, don't say nothing because this you you've been a fool before too. I wish more of the people had that. Or yeah. just to say it a little differently because it's okay to voice your opinion. But y'all don't have to drag these people like y'all ain't never been in a bad situation before, you know? Mm-hmm. I've been feeling bad for so, but yeah. It is what it is, child. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else for the um moralysis? No, we 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 can move it on. We are all in. So we got one more couple. Yep, last couple. And listen, I have to Google and search for this man's last name. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think they said that man's last name yet. I don't, what is it? Harder. I never, ever would have known that. You said harder with the H or with a C? Harder with the Harder. Haley Harder. That's why okay. I was like, okay. I, news to me, we just got mm-hmm. talking about Jacob and Haley. Um, yeah. She is not my favorite. I don't know. I tried. I tried real hard. She is bottom of my list. Yeah. Like under Virginia. I'm listening. She's under Virginia? Yes. Okay. She's under Virginia. And, and here's why. My very first note about her was, Haley, don't downplay your part. Yeah. You talk about Jacob like he just did everything wrong and you did nothing wrong and like Mm -hmm. i said last week i think that um you know he overreacted he which he apologized for but Mm -hmm. i don't like the fact that she downplays the situation like i was just over here being an innocent angel and jacob Mm -hmm. all the time on me and you know i just i don't know what to do again accountability yeah, Please I wrote take it accountability down. and responsibility for your part in it. But her friends yeah. stuck with her in and got her together too. Listen, my whole review on this couple can just be her friend alone. Yeah. Her friend gave me what I needed. Her friend basically said, so you think you done got all of us invested in this, done came to this wedding, and now you finna pull out that quick? No, no you're not. Stay in it. Stay in this relationship, stay mentally and emotionally present. She said, because I know you. When something ain't going your way and when you don't like it, you try to back out. This ain't what we're doing because I need to remind you that you are married. You are not in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. Get yourself together. When she said, because I know you, I stood up and started clapping. <laughs> I was at home. Real slim shape. Please stand up, okay? Because your friends know you and they know. It's not just him. Yeah. And then yeah. I go back to what I said in the very first couple. Heavy Where on are that. your friends that can tell you the truth and hold you accountable even when you don't like it? Yeah. Um, I wrote down at least three quotes from her friend. Her yeah. first question was, what are you going to do to make an effort? You talking about him. Ooh. What are you going to do to make an effort to make it work? First of all, let's pause real quick. We had Pastor Kyle Leslie. We could have had Haley friends say that to all five of them. What are you? Gonna do? What are not, you? Not what you need your spouse to do, but what are you going to do? What are you doing to make an effort? Because effort has to be a two-way street. Mm-hmm. Where's your effort? Then she said, 
I need you to be mindful that it's two hearts on the line here. Mm. It's not just about you. You talking about this, that, and that. You don't feel no type of way. Or this what you feel. This what you don't feel. What about Yeah. Him? Yeah. Because he's invested as well. I was and like, the doors the Let me tell you, I said, the doors of the church is now open. Cue the musicians. Come back off and back. You're in Oregon. Because right. now it's time for off to come. I said, come through, friend. Come through, friend. On TV. And, and get the people together. Hmm. Yeah, friend gave us what we needed. So, um, you actually got a third quote because I'm about to hit you some what our spiritual father said. I was meant to say it back then. Go for it. Okay, so that was a time we were talking about like accountability and things like that. Joy and I, y'all don't know, have the same spiritual father. Uh, one of the same, one of the same spiritual fathers, and he had made mention that if your friends, your community, if they cannot take the truth about yourself, there's a problem within you. You get what I'm saying? Like, if can't nobody around you tell you when you're wrong, that speaks a lot about your character, you know? And I thought about that with the whole, like, Chris and Pay situation when he sat down with, like, his homeboys because his past is also his friend. Uh, but heavy on this with Haley because she swear she's just an innocent little duck, little damsel in distress. She, she don't do no wrong. Yeah. Can't, can't do nothing wrong. I was doing my business and then he was mad at me. Well, no, that's that's mm-hmm. not quite what happened, baby. What, what did you actually do? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then not even just the whole, like, you left him when you went down to see the girls and had that whole conversation. But I'm thinking about just, like, being in the household. And I will even shout out our spiritual father again when he talk about, like, within marriages and living in the same household, how you emotionally shut down you. It becomes an emotional abuse. It's not a physical thing, but we live it together and you're not present. We're living together and we're married, but you don't make me feel, like, welcomed in love. And like you said, back to what the friend said, what are you going to do? This girl probably at home, like, look, I, I really I'm gonna be with you. She ain't saying it. That's kind of like the vibe and the energy that you're giving off. And the person having to feel that, that never makes you feel okay. You know, even back to Uri, when she got to tell, do she miss me? Yeah. Is she thinking about me? Say anything to me while you're gone. <laughs> um, I think that's important. I have seen couples where they stayed, but they left. Like I'm in the house with you, but I walk past you like a brick wall. I don't yeah. say words to you. I talk about you while you're in earshot. Like, yeah. If if you doing all that, are you really even there? You know. Mm-hmm. And I think that makes the difference. So I appreciate her friend putting her on blast and saying, "No, ma'am. What what are you doing? It's not gonna work." Him trying to make it work by himself will never work. It will. It's literally gonna be an uphill battle. He's the only one in the ring. Y'all got to fight. Tell me this. Do you think she has the potential, what it takes, to turn around and be all the way in it? Or you think she's just completely done? I think she does have the potential. She said, one of the things that she did say in the initial sit down with her friend, she talked about how they had sat down and had a discussion either the day before or the morning of. And Mm -hmm. they did both say that they still wanted to make it work. I think yeah. she does have the potential, but I do think that it's going to take some accountability on her part to say, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he did X, Y, Z, but here's what I can do differently. And not just yeah. differently one or two times, but now and forever moving forward. Here is what I can do. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and two, I don't know. I should have wrote this down, but I was thinking about when I watched the show, I'd be trying to see if I can pick up on like whose love language is what. So, and I think we've been talking about this on this podcast, um, with the beauty exchange. He definitely gives me he's a physical touch love language type of person. Definitely. Yeah. And if she ain't giving nothing, nothing, that's gonna be a problem. Give me a hug. Go out to the park, hold hands. Get back out of the house. Even if we're not having sex, it's other ways to express physical intimacy. Exactly. That's why I said let's go to the park, hold some hands. Let's do something. I hope she. I hope she stay in it. I'm gonna say that's my last time to thought. I hope that she stay with. It. I hope that she stay in, even emotionally and mentally. Um, I do think that he like her a lot, even though he was tripping on the whole like you got a man at home situation boyfriend um i feel like they could work if they if they put it in i don't know if they will become like america's married at first sight uh fan favorites but because i i have other group of friends who watch the show and we talked about it every week and they was like every time them two come on they just fast forward and i was like oh y'all ain't even watching them i watch them i think that they can work i told you my friend called him the noses because he was a woman with a big nose. <laughs> Listen, literally, people be so bored and interested. I don't think they story mind that bad, though. I mean, it's not like Christmas Page, uh, but... It's definitely not as bad. There's nothing as bad as Christmas Page. I don't think we've ever had anything as bad as Christmas Page. No, but... Um, okay, so that's all I have for them. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that they've made it look like Chris and Paige are really done, like they played mm-hmm. a little recap of they wedding and all. They did. Played <laughs> a little sad, um, sent $5 a month to save animal music. Like they didn't do all yes. of that. So how do yes. you think um, they will keep them? Because they got to keep them. They're contracted. So what mm-hmm. do you think it will look like seeing Paige and Chris for the rest of this season? Because we're we're halfway through the season now. What do you but, think that will look like? Haven't we had a couple in the past? And I could be thinking about a whole other show. But I feel like we've had a couple in the past that did not work. And um, I could yeah, be thinking about a whole other season. He never moved into the house. Remember? Yeah, but see, even in, even though he was like super interested, I I forgot her name, but her name was Melody, something like that. They still kept like the storyline going of like him coming over every now and then. They dated here and there, um, which was interesting. It was really weird. Melody or something like that. I can't get her name. Anyway, that's gonna bother me. However, um, I don't know how they're gonna keep it together. Me as a fan, I don't want to see neither one of them on board. That's me. I, I know we gonna see him again. We've already seen in the previews they're gonna have another meetup. She's gonna walk off mad again. Um I do think that I've heard because I've the bald and the beautiful did an interview with Dr. Viviana and she said that she also had a meeting with them, which I haven't watched her interview yet. But, but we ain't even seen that yet. We haven't seen that interview yet at all. So um I think really? there be things like that, but I personally think that we're gonna see a lot more group interactions of like all the girls really but that's gonna be going to lunch type oh okay okay not all 10 people oh no 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 no. i don't think they would make that awkward and i don't think chris is gonna show up to the guy stuff but (laughs) 
I can believe that. Anything that ain't making Chris like feel good or boost boost his ego, I don't know. I'm like, what do Chris do for like just chill moments? Because every time I see you on this camera, you just on ten for me, and I, I bring it down. What's your self care, Chris? Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna be able to spin it, but it's annoying them and the creators of this show. They probably they gonna figure out something. I just don't want to see uh, Paige stressed out every episode because we probably got at least with six, seven more episodes to go. I just don't want to see her stressed out every episode. Yeah, so we gonna see. That's my future predictions. I think we'll see a lot more group stuff. Even they tried to do a group lunch or something on this episode, but Virginia was out of town and Paige just did not come. I noticed it. I'm like, where's Paige at? She didn't want to be by that day, child. And Chris didn't show up either, so. No, he didn't. But the guys didn't even ask about him. They was just like, how y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> they well, because there. everybody's sick of Chris. Everybody's sick of him. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's all I got. Anything else? Mm-mm. I am. I listen. I'm ready for the next week, and I am going to sit down and watch the episode. Dr. Dion got to watch that on. Uh, yeah, I plan to watch the beautiful like today or tomorrow. So, um, if y'all haven't checked them out as well, one of my favorite comedians came on stage, mm-hmm. um, and his wife and their friends they also do a review of the show. So, mm-hmm. anyway, that's all. Like, I that's all I got. I think that's all yeah. I get. We that's all I got next week. Bye. Bye. <clears throat> <clears throat>